Hey everybody, welcome to the Single Mom Life Podcast. My name is Antoinette and I am your host. I hope everybody is having a great summer. I am actually loving the weather this summer because I don't feel like it's as hot as it has been other summers. Even though I'm still getting burned whenever I go to the beach, I'm like a little lop. It's really, really bad. Um, About two weeks ago, my son got really, really burnt when he went to visit his dad. And I was just like so mad because he didn't even bother to piss on block on him and it's so frustrating because if you're following my journey I have full custody and he has no court order visitations however it was my son's birthday that week and he asked to see him and I knew it was to celebrate his birthday so I wanted to be nice and I let him go and then he comes back super burned and like he was crying the next day because it hurt so bad and he was like why didn't they put sunblock on me and it's just like so sad like Dude, like, are you serious? Oh my god. Anyways, I do want to create this episode about a life update in regards to remember when I talked about my New Year's resolutions and what goals I want by the end of this year. So I'm going to do a quick update on my new New Year's resolutions and a custody court update because I did have court at the end of April. And as you heard, like, I still have full custody, but I want to tell you how it went. I have not uploaded an episode since March, which I wanted to upload for April after my court hearing. But I ended up going missing the action because with inflation and gas prices rising, groceries rising, rent increases, I was stressing out. And financially, as a single mom, that just means, like, I have to pick up extra shifts. Thankfully, I work at a hospital, so I'm able to pick up those extra shifts as needed, but it drains me, like drains me trying to figure out like where the money goes, what money goes where, and then figuring out daycare, paying for daycare. So I'm paying just for my child to be watched so I can get some sleep or I can pick up extra night shifts or something like it. Oh. And the roommate situation, I'm currently living on my own. Um, Living in California, it is super expensive living alone. So yeah, I have to pick up extra shifts. And I'm sometimes working 50 to 60 hours a week just to get by. So I'm going to try something new. This summer, I am starting. I started budgeting where I'm writing everything down, what I spend, where I spend. You know, I have... I'm really good at couponing, so I have couponing apps where I have saved so much money or got gift cards back. I haven't bought toilet paper in a year, toothpaste, or laundry detergent. And last week, I barely started buying tampons and pads again because I ran out. It's literally been a year. Like, I've been couponing and I stopped because, you know, custody and figuring out my son's new school, etc., Um, I haven't needed to buy any of those, so I'm going to start doing that again and creating a, um, like, have you seen those envelopes where you could cash stuff and then binders where you allocate where your money is going and then creating other funds so that way you could save towards? So I'm planning to do that um, because living on my own and paying I was paying almost like four grand in bills, but with everything increasing, I'm literally paying like 5,200 in bills. So yeah, I definitely went missing for a while there, Um, but I'm going to come back and 
you know, help out as much as I can. A lot of people still have been messaging me about their custody situations and what to do. And I'm here if I can get to it. I will definitely respond. Um, so just let, let me know. My Instagram is the single mom life P D C as in pepper D as in dog C as in cat. Um, you can message me there or my personal Instagram, which is Antoinette Renee XO. Um, I will always have that in the description as well if you need to ask me anything. Okay, <clears throat> sorry. Okay, so let's get into my New Year's resolution update because we are already in August and I am kind of sad because I met maybe one out of five of my goals. My five goals was one, obviously, to lose weight. Two, to double my income. Three, possibly become a foster mom. Four, um, go back to school. Five was to get my son's passport and try to travel. Well, it doesn't look like I'm going to be traveling this year, but I did go and um, apply for the passport. But with finances, I actually put a hold on it because I was like, well, I'll come back, you know, to pay for it because I also need to pay for mine and renew mine. And that was a couple hundred dollars that I did not have in my pocket because, you know, I just felt like I could allocate that somewhere else. So, yeah, I am besides being able to get access to get my son's passport everything else I have not met I have not lost weight well I lost weight but then I gained it back to I might meet doubling my income maybe um actually I might meet that one but that's not till the end of the year whether I know or not three becoming a foster mom I actually applied I've done orientation it's just a lot of stuff to do and I don't think um I have a backup babysitter that would be able to fingerprint so I probably won't be able to be a foster mom now which is okay because my next goal was to go back to school so going back to school I probably won't have time to do the visitations and the social worker meetings and court dates that I would need in order to be a foster mom so I'm going to put that on hold it's still one of my goals just it might be one of my long-term goals versus a short-term goal and then as for school, I'm turning in my documents and everything that I need. Hopefully, hopefully, I can start nursing school in October, if not January, if not January, probably later. Because, you know, I feel like everybody's trying to go back to school in the beginning of the year. So it's like a first come, first serve, like if you get into the class or not. So I will definitely update you guys then and let you know. Hopefully, I'm still crossing my fingers that I start in October. Um, because honestly, not a lot of people want to start in October because of holidays. So I'm aiming for that. And one thing I am doing also is asking for help. I haven't shared this yet, or maybe I have, but I it's always been hard for me to ask people for help. And I grew up in foster care, and I was adopted at almost 19 years old. So... It was a surprise, not a huge surprise, but when I got pregnant at 21, it was shocking. And there was a lot of, I wasn't living with them at the time when I got pregnant. So there was a lot of uh, questioning, like, what should I do and how should I do it? And them wanting me to go live with them that I didn't do. And I feel like I, of course, didn't make them happy being pregnant at 21. They only had two years adopting me. Um, 
my life is chaotic. I will get into that another time on how I got adopted at almost 19. Um, but that one time I did ask for help when my son was a baby and they kind of really, really hurt me when that time I did ask for help. So I never turned back and asked them for help. But now I'm trying to ask for help because inflation rent increases and stuff. It's really, really hard for me to go back to school when I'm paying $5,000 in bills because not only going to nursing school is like just the homework, but also eventually they want you to do clinical hours. And clinical hours is like, from what I hear, it's once or twice a week and they're 12-hour shifts. That's literally my work schedule. So imagine me doing like four, like five or six 12-hour shifts. Who's going to take care of my kid? Who's going to pay to take care of my kid? So I am definitely going out of my comfort zone and asking for help. Um, I would love to be able to go back and live with them. And it sounds weird, you know, because I'm 30. I live on my own. I have everything. But if I could live rent-free for like one year, like it would be amazing. So yeah, that's an update with my New Year's goals. Okay, so that's it for my New Year's resolution update. I have not accomplished as much as I want to get done, but I will definitely be coming back and updating at the end of the year what I have accomplished. Hopefully the financial aspect and the weight loss one, I definitely would love to lose at least 20 pounds, probably 40, but I know that's pushing it because we are already almost in August. So I will be updating at the end of December to see what I have done with that or if I've started school. I feel like um, now that I'm on this journey of a financial budget because of inflation, I really need to crack down on my budget. That might help with my weight loss as well because I know that stress and finances go hand in hand as well. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump into my custody court update. All right, let's get into this. I had to take a sip of my coffee before getting into this. So as many of you know, since COVID started, they have been doing the court hearings via Zoom. But if you choose to, I guess you could go to court in person. I did not know that. And when my son's father showed up in court in person on January, that's when I knew, like, I guess they're slowly opening things up where you could go in person or you could stay over Zoom. I chose to stay over Zoom. So we have this update court hearing in the end of April and my son's father goes in person. And this time he's wearing a full blown suit and tie. <laughs> that was the first funny part that I saw. I was like, are you serious? Like he's wearing a suit and tie when this hearing, because the hearing is basically for him. It was to update the judge in regards to what he's been doing and how he, if he's been communicating and trying to ask or see our son. So he shows up with a suit because you guys, he already knows that he messed up. He has not done anything. He has not been a part of my son's therapy. He has not been attending. His excuse is that he needs to work because he has more kids. Like you could pit PTO, right? Like, do you not get vacation hours? Can you not leave work early or 
you know? Like, there's been plenty of times where I've seen him off work early. So that excuse just gets old because when my son's sick, I have to miss work. When I have to miss work, I make up the hours or I use PTO. Like, really? It's not that hard, but men make it seem like it's impossible for them to miss work and pick up the kids. Oh, no. So the judge went ahead and he read the report that my son's therapist wrote. And one thing about me is I grew up in foster care, so talking about abuse and is really hard. Um, really shocked when the judge mentioned how the therapist says she does believe that there was a history of abuse. And my son's father just sat there like in denial and he was like, abuse? He's like, what abuse? And he started asking the judge questions and he was like, how do we know that she's not coaching him to say this stuff when he goes to therapy? And the judge replied and was like, we don't, we don't know that. And he was like, well, what then I, what do I do? The judge basically told him that if he felt like he needed to go to see another therapist, that he could look for a therapist and be able to take the time off work and take him, then he can do that. But as of right now, that he cannot authorize court order visitation with what the therapist is reporting. So, yeah, I, um, Growing up in foster care myself, I don't like talking about abuse. I do believe that taking my son to therapy is helping him to open up, but I'm not going to sit here and be in denial that abuse didn't happen or anything because it doesn't matter what I believe happened. It matters what my son is saying and how he feels. When I try talking to my son about his dad, he like shuts down his demeanor, everything, his face. It just has like that face that he's staring in space and he doesn't want to talk about his dad. And then I tell him, I try to be nice and remind him that, you know, like daddy's still learning to love, you know, like he loves you even, you know, like even though he's not around as much. Mm -hmm. And I try to be nice, but in the back of my head, it's just like this guy, like I know he could do better. I know he could be better. And I'm just like, I don't like him. I'm disappointed in how things have gone and how he handles them. I just wish like he was a better father to our child. And as much as like, I don't want to say that I believe abuse happened or I don't want to say that I do believe it happened. I do believe that my child feels a certain way when he's with his dad. He doesn't feel the same way. And I don't know if part of it has to do with the fact that he never created a relationship with our child before he went off and had more children. So my child felt like, I I see it, like he always felt like he was in competition. And I, I know how that feels as an oldest child where you are just there and you're not getting any attention. But when you ask for a, um, a remote control car for your birthday and you don't get it it's like okay cool but then two months later your little sibling gets it and it's just like wow like I thought you couldn't get it but then two months later it's your sibling's birthday and they get it you know (laughs) that's just my personal experience and at my house my son is my only child he's my only baby like he would always come and cuddle me like if I was in the bathroom too long taking a dump he would come and sit on the floor and talk to me he wouldn't even care if the bathroom stinked. He like always 
is around me. Like he's attached to me. He's like a mama's boy. And there's good and there's bad. There's good and there's bad in that. Because then when he's with his dad, it's like he goes from being a lonely child who is not getting the attention that his siblings are getting. You know? So it's like one house he gets all attention, one house he gets like little to no attention. And I'm just saying that's how my son feels because of what he's told me. Like, for example, um, they, my child's father has been living at his girlfriend's mom's house since 2016. Like, they have never, ever, ever, ever lived alone together. And my child had to sleep by himself while his brother, who's like a year and a half apart from him, always slept in his son, like his dad's bed with him. You know, like, how does that make not make you feel like an oddball out but I just sound bitter I guess when I explain that he wants more of his attention but that's why like I try not to even get into it anymore with him I'm just like if he comes he comes if he doesn't he doesn't I want my son's father to have a relationship with him but I'm no longer going to beg or react in a wrong way or get mad at him for his non-existence because that's his choice. I am no longer going to be forcing anything. Whatever happens, happens. So I feel like a lot of us moms, we get mad and we get called bitter because we want the, our children's father to be a certain way. Like, like, dude, why can't you come cuddle our kid? Why can't you like pick him up from sports? Why can't you show up to parent conferences? But at the end of the day, like, they're going to do whatever they want. And it sucks, especially when they have other kids and you know that they're doing it for their other kids. But if we call that out, we're bitter, we're jealous, we're angry. We're, it's like, dude, no, we're just, like, sad that you can't freaking do it for our kid. And maybe we're reacting a wrong way. So I've been working on no reaction and just doing, like, simple messages, like, for example, when my son got burnt, I didn't tell him nothing. I didn't bother him. But the next time, like next the, the next month, which was like two weeks ago, um, it was my son's father's birthday and he wanted to take him to like a water park. I did send him a picture of his sunburn and tell him, by the way, last time he came back like this. So please don't forget to put sunblock on our kid, dude. Like, sweet and simple. Just keep it like that. So, anyways, back to the court. So, the judge let him know, like, if he felt that way, that he can go ahead and look for another therapist. And my son's father just sat there quiet and was just like, like what the fuck? Like, what do I do? Because he knows, he knows he's not missing work. He knows he's not going out of his way to look for another therapist. So, he actually sat there and said, um, if we could have another judge. He had the nerve to be like, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't want to be disrespectful, but I hope you don't take this the wrong way. But that he um, wanted another judge to look at the case because um, he just like, he wants to be able to have court order visitation, I guess. And that's such a big deal to him because I don't even know why. Oh, I think it's because he wants a lower child support. But it's like, dude, you're not even paying it all the time anyways. Relax. Like, it's only when they find you. Relax. But the judge let him know that he looked up our old judge because we had the same judge from 2000. 
2014 to like 2020 we have the same judge and I apparently he retired so we could not get him back so he was like you know and he was like so what do I do and like that's when the judge kind of changed I guess my custody in a way because he was like you know what like he's like we're not like this is the last court hearing if like we didn't like what came out of the court you can go ahead and refile again he's like one thing he's like i'm gonna change is um having full legal custody to shared legal custody so he went ahead and changed our legal custody that's it but i let him know like he he asked he's like if i agree and i was like no i don't because i can barely even get a hold of him and he doesn't communicate with me so it's really hard like in regards to legal custody because i have an iep therapy etc so if he doesn't get a like i can't get a hold of him what do i do and he was just like here this is what i'm gonna do i'm going to change the sole legal custody to share legal custody but you have the final say so if you can't get a hold of him or you can't reach him um or you guys can't come to an agreement in regards to something you will have the final say and i was like oh like okay like so to me it's like the same thing because i'm not gonna get a hold of him so it's the same thing like i still have full legal custody like and to me it made no sense but i do understand i feel like the judge just wanted to change something in the court hearing um to make it our my son's father feel better i guess a week after our court hearing, once um, my son's father got the court paperwork, then he went to reach out to me and be like, hey, what school does our son go to? Like, hey, like, is he still going here for the therapy? Like, okay, yes and yes. And I didn't want to give him this, like, my son's school. I did not. Um, and I did. And I thought he was going to call them and try to get information from them and he didn't school ended in the middle of june he did not call them contact them nothing i updated them i gave them my court hearing so that way they know like now they could actually like if he calls they could talk to him about my son and his iep um so yeah there's that and that was the end of, of everything because after that he since April, I think he's seen him three times, and we're already going in August, so that's how involved he is with our son, how mad he got because he didn't have court order visitation, but yet he's only seen him three times. I think he was so upset with the court not ordering court order visitation because then he doesn't have any custody, like any percentage, so he can't take me back to try to lower child support when he doesn't have any percentage of custody. You know what I mean? So if you don't want your child's father around, don't put them on child support because then they become more driven to try to get custody. I personally wanted him to have custody, but like I said, my son did not share this information with me. He shared it with a therapist and I... Like I said, I don't want to sit here and say he was abused or he was not abused. I want my son to feel comfortable. So I was glad when the judge expressed that the therapist had mentioned that this is how my son is feeling and said no court order visitation because it also gave me like a sense of relief knowing that like 
I don't have to force my son to sleep over there when he clearly doesn't want to be there. Part of me, like, because I grew up in foster care, I want him to have a relationship with his dad, but I want him to feel safe. I want him to feel wanted. And if he's not feeling wanted and feeling comfortable and sleeping by himself and not happy, then I don't want him to feel like he has to sleep over there. I am allowing him to see his father a few times that he does come around only if my child says he wants to go. That's, and it's hard as a mom. I'm just like, like, F you, you hurt my baby. Like, I don't want you around him ever. The courts ordered no court or visitation. I don't have to let him go see you. And I don't. But it's part of me growing up without parents that I try to put my emotions to the side and make sure my son feels safe and is comfortable and he wants to go. I know that with everything going on and therapy, I feel more comfortable knowing that if anything happens, he has a therapist now that he can talk to and he will open up and tell her. So if something were to happen, I would know about it. I feel like that's another reason why I'm okay despite everything that was mentioned in court with my son seeing his dad once in a while and the fact that he's going to visit. He's not going to sleep over. He's not going to stay. My son's father has tried to pull that on me like last month in June, I believe, or was it, oh, it was in the end of April, right before court. He actually saw him two days in a row, Saturday and Sunday, and he tried acting like, oh, well, he could just sleep over. And I was like, no, no, he can't. He cannot sleep over. And then we had court and this came to light. And it's just like, yeah, right. Don't ever ask me if he can sleep over. Like, no. So yeah, this is just my situation. This is not something that you guys have to do. Always, as moms, we know, we know. We have that gut feeling. And we got to keep our kids safe, especially with everything coming out in the news these days. Like, have you seen them? Right there in Orange County, Santa Ana. A, a little girl, she was two years old. Her dad and her dad's girlfriend stabbed her. Like, oh my God, over there in Texas, a mom just got arrested last week because they dr- she drowned her kids, 12, 10, and 5. Just always remember to get help when needed and don't be afraid to ask or reach out to other people if you're listening to this podcast and you're a single mom i just want to let you know that you are doing amazing you are doing everything you need to do day by day take it slow take a few big breaths it's overwhelming gas prices grocery inflation feeling like I'm never going to be able to own a home. I'm sure many of you feel that way too. Dating in 2022, girl, it is hard. But just know, by listening to this podcast, you're listening to see how to help yourself. There are mamas, a lot of us, that are struggling every day. You're not alone. 
join the single mom groups. I don't have Facebook, so I don't, I'm not on a group. But if you want to reach out to me, my Instagrams are in the descriptions. I hope you have a great weekend. And let me know in my next episode what I should do. Should I do a Q&A? Should I do a story time? Ooh, that will be good. Let me know. I'll see you guys later. I'm just kidding. I'll hear you guys later. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great weekend. Bye.